What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to The Crunch, the only podcast with all the guilt-free pleasure of a mini can of soda. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. I like that one. Thanks, <laughs> man. I think about it. Welcome to The Crunch, the only comedy podcast for Catholics where we sit down and try to figure out if Catholics can actually be funny. It has not happened yet. I We found a few that were funny, but... They were all Teresa um, Bova. They were all Teresa Bova, unfortunately. Friend of the show. And yeah, and she's I was becoming uh, a nun. So is she really? No, but a sister of of the Lord, a sister of the Lord. No, I don't think so. <laughs> It'd be really funny if the order was called Sisters of the Lord. It's just like <laughs> <laughs> most of them are like the Sisters of Divine Mercy or the Sisters of Perpetual yeah. whatever. The Sisters of the Lord. <laughs> the Sisters of the Lord. Yeah, great. I love uh, the Lord. And their whole charism is to defend the fact that Jesus was an only child. They're, that's all that they're into. It's like, <laughs> we're his sisters, uh, but it's a spiritual thing. It's not a physical thing. My lighting is weird. I, I'm very excited about the space that I'm in because I've received clearance from Nicholas Nevy, the guy on the poster back <laughs> you there. Sound like, so first of all, you started this time like you're talking about like an AT, ATC guy. Like I, mean, I got a lot of clearance in the space currently. Uh, come down from the we Northwest. got clearance. We got, we got clearance clear in space. the space. The guy whose head is being cut off because he's more attractive than me. Um, mm. he, He's this poster right here. I'm in my little brother's bedroom, his childhood yes. bedroom. There's yes. a poster back there. There's an even bigger one right in front of me. How you doing, Nick? And uh, I received clearance from him to turn oh. this space into a little bit of a modular studio. So Ooh, here's the plan. Studio. Here's the plan. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to put I'm going to get a chair that doesn't do this so I don't move around as much. Thank goodness. Um, I'm going to get a uh, little little sticky tape for the for the floor so I can mark where the chair goes, where the camera goes, and I'm going to get some key lights and a black background. Wow. And it's going to be set up for me to plug my laptop in. There's uh -huh. going to be a, a, a webcam on a stand, uh -huh. and it'll be facing at me like this, and then we'll get one for you, and it'll look mm -hmm. like we're looking at each other. Wait, well, look that way real quick. Well, no, you need to go the other way to face Wait, me. really? So, yeah, so we need to be like this. Yeah. Oh. And if we did this, then it would be good. Oh, okay. But yeah, but if we did this, this but if we did this, we would be facing away from each other. <laughs> <laughs> We're about to we can set it up. We can set it up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's going to be really funny if we get it wrong one day and we're just facing opposite each other. But anyway, I, it was, if you don't stop focusing the camera right now. There we go. <laughs> he said that to me the other day and I was, well, waiting for my moment. I know. Thank you. I'm sorry that I call you out so often, but it's not that you stop to focus on the camera. It's that you completely stop. Your brain shuts off <laughs> <laughs> when there's a technical problem. 
Yes. And it, we could be in the middle of a conversation about the most important thing. Like I could be on the phone with 911 calling to get a heart defibrillator delivered because I'm dying. And <laughs> yeah, you could and you could it. notice that your microphone levels are a little bit different than what they should be and you and you just be fiddling. <laughs> I would be over there gasping for breath, dying. <laughs> Calling 911. Calling 911. Uh, defibrillator. Defibrillate me, Captain. Yeah. What are you doing? So oh, my wife fiddling. texted me. I know I was oh. fiddling. I'm doing the thing that Range. I make fun of you for. So, um, so you're going to build a studio. I'm going to, I yeah. need to move all of my stuff into, you'll see the setup when you're here on Sunday, you'll see I'm this, so bed, this, this guy right here, this is where yeah. you're sleeping. Come on oh, down. Right. Yeah. So you're recording in my bedroom. I'm well, <laughs> let's not get precocious, but I, uh, but we're going to move over there. What I'm thinking about doing, and I'm going to, I'm going to introduce this as like a soft, this is a, the podcast is a great way for me to introduce topics to my wife easily so because yeah, i can sure. say them to you in conversation and then i can bring it up later like oh what do you think what do you think about that you know like you can work out me. all the you can work out all the kinks with me and then later you go to your wife and you're like yeah so i was talking to pat yeah like they <laughs> things like oh i saw this land cruiser for sale on ebay for forty five thousand dollars it looks like it's in great condition that's <laughs> a lot of, that's a lot holy of shit <laughs> i would never so i would never buy no more swearing uh, i have to i have to edit it's this used? it's well it's restored it's like fully gutted in and out new engine new seats new transmission oh, okay. like they totally put all the money into it um but it looks nice so so it's a new used car <laughs> it's a new used car but what i'm saying is is i think if i move into that room over there Mm -hmm. I think I should just get um, so there's no good internet solutions out here. I thought that no. they were installing AT&T fiber. They've packed up and all that's available is 18 megabits per second broadband, which is not fiber. No. Uh, it's actually not even close. It's it's less than 1% of the speed of fiber. And so um, and but I'm thinking about getting that internet as a separate like having two internets to my house and getting the yeah. AT&T and the one that we have now, and then just having a dedicated, you know, ethernet plugin in the office over there. Mm -hmm. So that way, cause the one I have now, it relies on the cell tower and it goes mm -hmm. down every once in a while. And uh, the AT&T might go down every now and then, but it won't be nearly as unreliable. So, sure. uh, and, and it's, it's a tax write-off. So, I mean, run it through the business. Run it through the business. I was joking with my with my mom yesterday after the bonus yeah. podcast, mm -hmm. and uh, she was like, "I was saying something." I was like, "Oh, I'm just gonna put it on the crunch card." I was saying like I was gonna buy something ridiculous. Like, "Oh yeah, I'll just put it on the company. I'll just charge yeah. it." Yeah, forty five thousand like, dollar Land Cruiser. Yeah, right. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, business credit cards are insane. They have a one hundred thousand dollar limit, and you never gotta pay it back. You can just go bankrupt and keep everything. We should not do that. But, <laughs> but you could what we should do is we should not announce our intention to fraud the credit companies what's but, really crazy is these tiktok have you seen these tiktoks that are like here's some money hacks and it's like just start an llc and you'll get you can give it a business loan for 50 grand and then you never have to pay it back <laughs> and you see this guy is like talking about how he does this all the time and the, <laughs> how do they not know how do they not find the, him he goes to different banks and then the guy yeah. the, like the finance guy's like hey don't, don't do, this. do this this is robbing banks this is yeah. not <laughs> what you're doing is is a fraud what you're doing is <laughs> is a, a, a felony you're doing white collar genius. crime 
he's genius. doing he's doing the birdie bird burn bernie made he's doing thing. the bernie mac thing bernie mac hit it <laughs> I uh, love Bernie Mac. Speaking of um, speaking of comedians, um, do you think we're going to get Kevin on the pod? Kevin James? Yeah. The star of the the hottest meme on Twitter in a minute. The the leaning on a uh, kitchen counter meme. Two hands Shrugging. in pocket. Shrugged. He's coming he, to Melbourne, Florida. Is the King of Queens a Catholic fellow? He is. He's friends he is. with Dr. Scott Walker Hahn. You're joking. No, that's that's true. They they wait hung out together and they they've been wait to my wait. alma mater. Wait yeah. a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Yeah. So Kevin, Kevin James, James Kevin James, the guy with the big shorts at the gas pump, is friends with Dr. Scott Hahn. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna Kevin say, Smith. I was gonna Kevin say Smith Kevin Smith is the guy with the big shorts. I always get them confused. There's a picture of Kevin Smith, the actor, with really big shorts at the gas station. Have you seen oh, this? Okay. <laughs> no. Hold on. I was, I was, I was going to, I DM'd Kevin James. I was like, listen, you should come on the podcast. There's, you would benefit in no way, but I can promise you two things. One, you will laugh and have a good time. And two, I will buy you a hot dog at the restaurant across the street from the venue you're performing at. It's called Long Doggers. It's awesome. And it's I'll called buy what you a hot dog. Long Doggers. I don't know. Long Dogger. I hardly know her. All right. Have um, you seen this? Kevin's. <laughs> Have big, you seen big his shorts. big shorts? They're Man, huge. just let that guy be. You know, I know, Come on. I know, but I always think it's Kevin. Uh, I always Kevin think it's James. Kevin James, but it's not. But uh, I and I, I was like, I was like, Kevin, you and I have so much in common. We're Catholic. Mm-hmm. We were once in the same room as Dr. Scott Hahn. Yep. We're friends with a very Jewish-looking man. We owe our careers to a Jew. It's you. You're the Jewish guy. Wait, wait a, <laughs> wait a minute. Why are you looking up? Like the guy's up there. He's right there in the camera. I was, I was just thinking. I was like, I was like Patrick's friends. Patrick's friends. Who's Patrick friends? Jewish Patrick's guy. Friends? Oh no, it's me. Oh, it's me. I'm the Jew. <laughs> but I was, I was telling, I was telling Phoebe that I was like, Phoebe, Kevin James is coming to to Melbourne. Yeah. Because we have like a really, we have a really big venue. Like Jerry Seinfeld has performed in Melbourne, Florida before. Because we have this big, this big like, it's called the King Center. It's a huge venue, mm-hmm. and it's got like, you know, it's just, it's just it's un- unrealistically big it's and um it's for... it after you i know <laughs> thanks man <laughs> thanks man <laughs> uh, but it's it's like so a bunch of celebrities come through the king center mm-hmm. often mm-hmm. and they do mm-hmm. performances there yeah because it's like orlando's right there and everybody performs at the house of blues and so um the king so people come through and, and i was like phoebe kevin james is coming to melbourne isn't that crazy and she's like who and i was like paul Bl- i was like i was like Paul Blart. He was in. He was in. Inter, he was in True Memoirs of an International Assassin, one of the best Netflix movies of all time. He was Paul. He was. In, excuse was me. Phoebe, excuse Paul me, Paul Phoebe. 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 Sit down for a second. The King of Queens is coming. That's what I said first. I was like, <laughs> the King of Queens. The she King like, of what? Queens. And I was like, Paul Blart Mall Cop. And she's like, what was he the director? And I was like, he was the Mall Cop. The... <laughs> he was <laughs> the Mall Cop. He was the guy. Yeah. And she's like, you can't just say an actor's name and expect me to know who it is. He was he was the voice of he was the voice (laughs) of hold on. He was the voice of of uh a skipper in uh, Madagascar. Really? Wait, no. No, he wasn't. No, that's a fan cast. He's uh (laughs) he's in Madagascar, but I'm not sure which role he plays. Yeah, they're all in Madagascar. Yeah. Ben anyway. Stiller. 
Kevin James. I could have sworn I saw him at the premiere of Madagascar, but maybe that's just because he wanted to go and not because he's in the film. <laughs> that's crazy. They do Hollywood. No, it's back at the Park. barnyard. That's what I was thinking of. Not Madagascar. He's he voices Otis in uh, the barnyard, doesn't he? No way. Really? Dude, we got it. We got it. Yeah, Kevin gotta... James. Also, as I type this, it said Barnyard Otis Trans was the first thing that popped up in the. Uh... Well, yeah, because Otis is a cow that has udders. Because he's, he's got. He's got girl parts. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that if we interview Kevin James, we should only interview him about two things, his personal Catholic faith and his experience and, making back at the barnyard. Yeah. I um, think his, his trans activism by voicing Otis will be a, a source of contention. <laughs> I think, I think talking, I think talking to, I think talking to an actor about mm -hmm. um, a project that they haven't done, like they in probably haven't years. thought of in years. Yeah. I think that's really funny. As if like that's the biggest thing that he's done, yeah. you know. Like, so we really want to. Obviously, we really want to talk to you about back at the barnyard. Obviously, your most critically acclaimed work. Um, well, he didn't. He wasn't. Let's get our facts straight. He wasn't in back at the barnyard. Back at the barnyard was the TV show on Nickelodeon. Oh, oh, he was right. in barnyard. the barnyard. He was yeah, in just, the barnyard no, that they went barnyard. back to. If you say yeah, the bar, barnyard, it's like the Facebook. It's it's like I'm your <laughs> I'm your Napster you guy. You were in the barnyard. <laughs> the it's barnyard like is the barnyard is cool. It's hip. It's fresh. How about this? Just barnyard. <laughs> it's a scene where they're at the restaurant. <laughs> oh man, I love that guy. I'm I'm the Justin Timberlake of the Nickelodeon animated film studio. I'm sorry, my my product's at the cleaners. Along with my SpongeBob SquarePants flip-flops. <laughs> Guy that's mad. Anyway, that's a great movie. Aaron Sorkin, uh, Andrew Garfield. Whew, what a cast. Me, I was in the film for a time. Yes, you were. People Jesse used to say Heisen, that I, people, people would call me Jesse Heisenberg all the time. They would say, because <laughs> I used to have the curly hair, but I don't. In my yeah. old age, it has straightened out. Yeah, you look. It's my my my. You look vaguely Jewish. Jokes don't work as well anymore. They don't. don't. Now it just you it don't. just feels it feels like we're waiting for the ADL to come knocking down our door. <laughs> They're gonna get those guys' guns eventually too. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. You do. Like you look a lot less like Jesse Eisenberg, Michael Sarah, and then who's the other guy that those two look like? People said I looked like one of the lions in the Lion King for a while. Lion King two Dang. specifically. Dang. I know, like Koga or Kubo, Kubo, Kook, Kukoch, Tony Kukoch. I looked like what's it? What is his name? Kobe. Kobe. His name is Kovu. Kovu. They really just threw letters on. Isn't that that new drink that everyone has? That's like alcohol, but it. That's Kava. Have you heard of Kava? Kava is a Mediterranean restaurant similar to Chipotle. Kava is also a beverage. Mm. Have you had it before? No. So no. in my in my uh, in my networking adventures when I was when I was first starting out doing this, there mm -hmm. was like a, an event listed on the Chamber of Commerce website that I was going to go mm -hmm. to, and it was at this Kava bar. And I showed up, and it was not. It was it had been canceled. It was on the website, but it had it hadn't happened in years. And so the lady was like, "Would you like to try some Kava?" And she sold me Kava for like seven dollars. It was very oh, but I felt Patrick. obligated to buy something. What? Why are and you so obligated? I spent seven dollars and it was like it was for being as smart as you are, you get suckered more than anyone I know. Well, I did want to try it, obviously. Okay, okay. 
You just wanted a seven dollars like, one to try it. I didn't know it was seven dollars until I bought it, but I was like, look, I'm never going to like drive to that's true a kava bar to yeah. try kava on my own. And so I like she was like, You're a man of experiences. I, yeah, I was like, I want to try it because you know it, well, also I am a podcaster. Huh? Right? Any experience that I have is content. fodder for the content machine. Yes. That's why my I'm whole life to go on I work all day airplanes. I work all day in the fields, yeah. tending and tilling and watering and soiling myself to yep. get as much oiling content as I can. That's me, Oil, baby. Yes, oiling and soiling. <laughs> Uh, the Oklahoma story, but you you got the kava from the woman. I got the kava it. and I did not finish it. It would like she's like, oh, be careful! Like you know, it it makes you it makes you it makes your mouth feel numb. And I was like, oh, okay, sweet, I'll, I'll go for it. Be careful! And, you can't operate heavy machinery while drinking this. Yeah, and I, I was like, I was like, it. I was like, I do feel like some effects. I don't know if this is something that you should be doing while whilst driving. Um, yeah. But but yeah, she was like, oh yeah, like people. And she like I was drinking it, and she was like, "Yeah, like people believe in its healing properties." Like, ah, shit, is this one of those pagan drinks? I you gotta stop swearing. I, be... I really I'm have sorry. to edit this quickly today. Sorry, it's okay. <laughs> I was like, ah, oh, dang it. Oh Thank shucks, you. do I do I have to um <laughs> do I <laughs> do I have to go to confession for drinking this 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 dirt water? It tasted like dirt water. It was not. It was not. Um, I don't think. I don't think anybody knows what this is. I think you're the only person that knows about this drink. It's okay. Maybe. Maybe just because I had it once and I see it everywhere, kind of like when you buy a, a Toyota Corolla, you see them all over the place. But kava is like a, a, a. It's like it's almost like coffee. It's made filtered water through. It's filtered water. Sorry, it's water filtered through like this ground up root, uh-huh. and. It's also it, that does sound like something a shaman would use to uh Yeah, but it's also like kombucha, so there's fermented kombu in it or whatever. It was like a this kava is, this kombucha. This is a drink. This is nitro. a drink that clearly exists so that shaman can like pee or put other like bodily fluids into it so that they can get their sort of spiritual rocks off and like make whoever they're shamaning drink it and the person's like oh this is gross and the shaman's like he 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 doesn't know that i peed in it (laughs) and but but everyone just thinks it tastes bad because it's it's because it's a bad drink it's a spiritual piss formula yeah but there's a bunch of kava bars (laughs) popping up all over the place in florida and i'm just like and and i was like alcohol is so 2022 or whatever and i'm like that's it's crazy that you're you're making the implication that your drink is so disruptive it's going to disrupt alcohol People are like, you know what? We're done with we're alcohol. Di- we're gonna we're gonna disrupt the oldest drink in the universe. In the world. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna get rid of we're gonna get rid of the thing that everyone already likes the taste of and also yeah. makes them feel intoxicated. And we're gonna give them a drink that tastes bad and doesn't. Yes. So. I saw I saw a, a clip of Tom Holland, not the historian, the actor, unfortunately. Well, I mean, and... everyone thinks of the actor, no one thinks of the historian. I think of the historian because he has a great podcast called The Rest is History. It's a good one. I've read a couple but of books I, of his. I saw this clip of Thomas Holland and he was saying in his stupid British accent, I think if you invented alcohol in 2023, it would be illegal. And everyone was saying, why, Tom? Why? And he basically, I'm not going to do the accent anymore, but he said like, if you if you were to introduce this beverage and it's like here's all the effects of it here's what it does to you you know it could kill you you could get addicted to it 
your liver could fail, you know, all these things, they like wouldn't allow it to be existed. And I'm like, yeah, but like but that's, 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 that's because we're lame. That's because we're so boring. But you could say the same thing. You could say that about literally any, like you could say that about the car. Like, they oh, this is going to be the number one way that people die in America every year. And it's going to make our cities full of pollution and there's going to be roads everywhere. Like then they wouldn't make the car illegal, but they did because when people are inventing things, they're not thinking like a modern bureaucratic hand wringing liberal. They're thinking like, let's invent something. Let's do it. It's the spirit of freedom. There's a spirit of ingenuity and creativity. Yeah. And, and let's all get drunk together at the local pub. <laughs> and Tom Holland is trying to make it so that it's not cool anymore. And that makes me upset because it is cool to get drunk every once in a while. I don't care what the catechism <laughs> says. Oh, that's what it was. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke for legal reasons. That's a joke. <laughs> I was, that's what it was. I was talking to my mom about the, the, uh, the event this weekend. Sorry, the event next week at mm. um in Chicago. And I was talking yeah. to her about how unfortunately yeah. I have to leave the event early. Early. Um, yeah, like super early, like the middle of the day. Now, uh, the airport's only 30 minutes away, which is great. Um, it just sucks because there's good flight times from Chicago to Orlando. We were looking at all the flights trying to get you home at a decent hour. And in order to get you home, not at like 2 a.m. or have like 15 different layovers, like you had to leave in the middle of the day, which sucks. Yeah, sucks. I know. But anyway, so, um, yeah, it's a bummer, but it happened. So I was like, well, okay, we can't change it. It's not changeable. So let, what do we do? Right. Peace we, if we have to, if we have to, no, no, <laughs> <laughs> you, you jumped the gun. All right. <laughs> Silly. I'm, I'm stupid. You smart. If, if, if the, the conference for me is getting shortened on day two, that uh-huh. just means I have to lengthen day one. And how do we do that? Ah, we, we stay out really late. Drinking. Yes. We drink all day. And it's easy. And you just do that. And then you, you're in an Uber with John Blevins. Wow. You go to an Uber with John Blevins and he just goes. Sheesh. 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 All the way home. That was really fun. I'm so excited. It's going to be fun. I don't <laughs> know if I will. Well, it just depends on who's going out. If I like the cool hot young gen z kids are going out then i probably will too so that i can feel like i'm not an in-betweener you know like i want to feel like i'm in the gen z <laughs> i'm gonna I wear i'm gonna wear lava. i'm gonna wear jeans and like dirty white tennis shoes and or like joggers, a, a shirt that's made no for a man socks. a shirt that's made for a man who works for a living you know and <laughs> it's gonna be have a buttons or snaps or something i'm gonna wear one and of like those a, like cross- a corduroy hat do you know what I'm saying? A corduroy bucket hat. Corduroy bucket. Like a <laughs> corduroy bucket hat. That's crazy. Yeah, my sister-in-law owns one, <laughs> and she insane. she pulls it off. That's the crazy part. Is she like she like looks good? Oh like, my Trinity, goodness. What the heck? Yeah. How are you pulling this off? She's like she's like wearing you know like bell bottom jeans and Boots like dirty converse. No bell bottom jeans. All right. Oh. <laughs> she's wearing bell bottom jeans and like dirty white converse, like you said, and mm-hmm. like. Uh, a a green cardigan with a flower on it yeah. and like a, a pink bright pink corduroy bucket hat and she's just like and i'm like why do you look so cool yeah they this do is, look you look cool. so cool <laughs> i was thinking i was thinking so we we did a bit last week that sourced some controversy about sending millennials to a certain type of camp and um the i was thinking about how did, some, did someone get did someone get mad at us 
No, everyone, it's been a universally beloved bit, which is also good. also so crazy. Nick just texted me. Um, it's funny that I brought up how how in my in his room I am and how hot yeah. he is because he just texted me, Hey, be careful, uh, be careful about what you say about me on the podcast. My new girlfriend listens to Whoa. the podcast. I know. Dang, we have a lot of power. We can influence nations from our position. <laughs> have you thought about this? Um but the I was thinking, do you remember that video? There's an ancient, ancient cringe video that yeah. is uh it's actually not ancient, it's probably 10 years old at this point. But it's from a convention, and I still don't know what the convention is, but it's they're talking about being born mobile. Have you seen this? No. And there's like a bunch of kids that are out there, and there's like the gamer guy, and then there's like the influencer girl who wants to be with her friends, and then there's like some academic, you know, person. And they're all like talking about how mobile technology is the future. And it's like not entirely clear what the conference is for, but yeah. it's this really highly produced, really overacted uh, thing. Right. Uh -huh. And it's very cringy. It's like, it's, there are levels to it where, uh, do you think, I bet if I, I bet if I just, I pulled it up, the, the audience could hear one second. Born mobile, but I was thinking about it, Ethan. Two minutes ago, oh, I don't want to edit. <laughs> I'm actually not going to edit this at all, uh, and I'm just going to let the audience listen to it. But the um, the thing that I was thinking about was that Gen Z would never allow that to happen. Like they would never, in a million years, perform something that cringe. And I think that's the difference. You know, like I was thinking about millennials. Yeah, they, they, they. Like Gen X, not cringe. Like you look at videos of them in high school in the 80s not or whatever, 80s and 70s. They're not mm -hmm. cringe. They're doing Even fine. my parents aren't cringe. Yes. They're Gen right. Xers. They're not cringe. For whatever reason. And then Gen Z is not cringe. Gen not Alpha cringe. might be cringe, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I mean, based Were on the, the boomers name, cringe, dying in Normandy, cringe. The boomers didn't die in Normandy even. Oh. The baby boom happened after World War II. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So dying in Normandy is not cringe. Yes. The boomers were cringe. Boomers were cringe. Gen, Gen X is not. not cringe. Millennials are. Millennials cringe. Zoomers not cringe. This is like Gen the Alpha's fourth probably theory, but for cringe. This is the Hegelian dialectic, but with cringe. Never speak incantations to me ever again. <laughs> this is a Christian podcast. <laughs> I... I hope I hope Gen Alpha is not cringe because I love they, my no, son and I would hate are, to have to disown him for being cringe. Our kids are obviously not going to be cringe. There's obviously exceptions. Sure. But uh, there are no exceptions. Every millennial is cringe. No, that's true. But our, our kids are going to be cool and they're going to be athletes and they're going to be strong and everyone's going to like them. <laughs> Oh, oh like, man, we can't laugh after you burp into the microphone like children, like <laughs> children. Man, Leo oh. started letting farts rip and laughing after he does it, and it's just so funny. What a legend! He's just becoming, he's just becoming his own little person. He's just got his own personality. He wakes up, he walks over um, to the shoe bench, he climbs up on top, and just sits there. He's actually been a person since he was conceived. And yes, of course. I, 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 I should not have said that. How could I say that after the Lifey Awards? Huh? You're in the pro-life industry. I'm in development for one pro-life organization. You don't know about the pro-life awards? The Lifey Awards? I can only assume they're called the Lifeys, but I I'm saw like a, a gala. Here. 
I saw a gala event this that had like recently? a yeah, it was like the Life Awards, and you get like little <laughs> okay. trophies. And the, yeah, it was, and it was called the Life Awards, I think, um, or something like that. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of the Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So speaking of the events that people are not aware have happened, did you watch the debate last night? No. Did you even know that there was a debate going on? I learned about it on Twitter the next day. That's exactly my position. I'm just wondering, are do we have we lost it? Have politics fell off? I think have politics. Poli- fell did off. politics fall off? I think politics may have fallen off. I think I think that I think we I think it jumped I think Trump we trumped the shark. That's <laughs> what happened. The shark. Politics trumped the shark. There's no like we you can't go from the nonstop those four years felt so long. It was just yeah. electric. Every day, I can't believe the president said that. I can't believe the president said that. I can't believe the president said that. And then we just move back to Joe, and he's just like falling off bikes, and his dogs are biting people. Yeah, and he's just saying jargony things on Twitter. And it's like, okay, we're back to normal. And there was no nuclear war, and nothing bad happened. So, um, I guess politics doesn't actually matter that much because it was so we got to stop this guy for like yeah. four years. Gosh, like John it, got so many, it got so many clicks. It just, it makes me worry that because politics did indeed fell off, that <laughs> there's going to be going to manufacture something. I don't think they're smart enough. I think we were, worried what do you about mean? That. You don't think they're smart enough. Do you not remember 2020? They're politicians are opportunists. All right. They're not conspiracy. Conspiracy theorists. Politicians are opportunists who take advantage of things that are engineered by other people. So <laughs> just because yeah. just because a politician doesn't initiate it and they take advantage of it doesn't mean that the CIA is not operating machinations behind the scenes. You know what Fair. I mean? I'll grant I'll grant that. I'll grant that. But yeah, Thank like you. it's the the four years of Donald <laughs> were <laughs> were like the John Mulaney bit of there's a horse in the hospital, and everyone was like. <laughs> crying and like freaking out like this is the end of democracy yeah and i think the fact that nothing bad really happened like we never did end up leaving nato yeah or um anything like serious it was just like all right cool well on to the next one and so i think i think people just kind of are hung over from that and they're just not sure they saw their grandma and and the pandemic. Everyone saw like their grandma go absolutely nuts and melt yes. down on Facebook. And like yes. anybody who was holding a screen when we heard about COVID is now like permanently brain damaged. I think it's now very uncool to be into politics. To be super into politics, which is yeah. why I think this is why I think the things are happening the way that they're happening. So if you're paying attention, there's a few things that are going on. 
Oh yeah. Have you have you heard about this Taylor Swift thing? I'm, she's dating someone. Yeah. Do, do you that, know is that why? what you're talking about? That is exactly what I'm talking about. Did you see my tweet about this? No. Okay. Conspiracy hour, maybe, but it's also not actually. So, uh, I saw I saw a tweet um, the other day. It, uh, this was after I made my first tweet. So there's a couple of pieces coming together, but there's so the NFL. You know about this? I've heard of it. So if you look at the biggest, the most watched TV events of the last year, like 45 out of the top 50 are all football games, like professional football yes. games. And every once in a while, like the Olympics will sneak up in there or like the Kentucky Derby or like a baseball game, but not probably not a baseball game. Like maybe a college basketball game, maybe a college football game will sneak in there. But on the whole, NFL games are the biggest entertainment product in the United States. Bar yeah. none, no cap on God. And so, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and it's mostly a male dominated thing, right? So then you take that. And then you look at the era's tour and the swift fandom and you think about who is going to this women ages 14 to 29 are huge into the swift thing. Mm-hmm. What are these women not into the NFL? What are the men that are into the NFL? Not into Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift so you're yeah. taking these, the two biggest gendered fandoms basically in the United sure. States. And yeah. someone had the idea to go, and now Taylor Swift is like attending all of these NFL games and she's dropping teasers for new music. And like, it's, I'm not saying it's organized because I do think it's an opportunity that's being taken. But I will also say that right around this time, Taylor Swift is launching a register to vote campaign. Travis Kelsey is doing ads for Bud Light and Pfizer. So it, it just kind of feels like that there are things moving in the background. Sure. To- to set up the, I, some of the some of the biggest this is my last point some of the biggest markets in America to make sure without a shadow of a doubt that there's a landslide victory for the blue in uh, in 2024. That's all it's and that's what it feels like it is. It's like a, just a huge probably, marketing yeah. push for for that thing. And I don't think people are paying attention. I don't think they're I don't think they know what's what's happening in the psyche. I don't think I think you're I think that's fair. Welcome to the show. Welcome I think that's to the accurate. This is this is I, this is you've been hooked. This is your gateway drug into listening <laughs> to everything that I have to say. I've made sense finally one time. I mean, it's just it's if the thing that you're pointing out is that I'm right and you're wrong. Markets are <laughs> that that the the dominant the dominant the dominant wealthy markets are going to stay dominant, and they're also interested in. Uh, you know, maintaining the the politicians that support them. Indeed. Um, yeah. Yes. Yeah. But no one's talking sense. about it. But no one's talking about it. Is the thing. I don't think they're ever going to. People, because right. it's it's your the vision of new polity is lost. I'm just kidding. The 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 idea that like we can rise above, um we can rise above the left right paradigm is absolutely possible, but it's not possible on mass. I don't it doesn't think it exists at least not anytime soon. Yeah. It's just not like the, even the post liberals, the popular post liberals that call themselves post liberal 
are super conservative. Like I just finished reading this book about manhood by a U.S. senator, which is a goofy mm-hmm. sentence that I said. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it was all about like how men are supposed to, you know, follow biblical principles, but somehow the biblical principles are also like very supportive of American republicanism. Um, and by that, I mean like the American form of government. It was very funny because yeah. he was like, you know, the Bible doesn't say you can do whatever you want, but it's also very supportive of individual liberty. And it's like, well, mm-hmm. that's that that's a contradiction. But anyway, it's there's 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 never like a popular a popular book about manhood that's very anti uh, individualist, anti enlightenment. This book was anti enlightenment. It was anti revolution. It was not American French, but it was very like. It was it was very post liberal in that it was mm-hmm. you know it was it rejected liberalism. It was still in line with narratives with power narratives like the just the the, the right wing power narrative instead of the left wing. Mm-hmm. And the reason that is is because that thing sells. People like it, it. It itches their it scratches their itch in their ears. They they want to hear you say here's the biblical principles about what it means to be a man. And this is why the left hates the Bible and wants to kill you. You know, mm. that's like, that was what this book was. It was, here's the, here's the, here's the biblical principle about men need to be priests from a Protestant crazy thing to say. And then it would go, and here's why liberals hate that. And it was that was the that was the discussion. It wasn't a discussion of here's what it means to be a man. Cool. Here's what it means to be a man. Cool. It was here's what it means to be a man. And also, we hate the left. And so, like, it makes sense that a, a massively produced popular thing like Taylor Swift would would fall into the same pattern of here's what we need to do. We need to vote, and we need to get vaccinated, and we need to drink Bud Light. Right. And. And this is why the right is evil. Like that's just that's just the that's just the thought pattern that we fall into. It's not just like here's what you have to do. It's also here's why they're wrong. But I don't and think they're I, gonna do. I don't think she's gonna say the right is evil. I just I just worry that there's gonna be because we're combining such a large section well, of America. Did. She already did that. She already did that. I'm sure she has. But I'm saying yeah. you combine such a it. you combine such a large section of America, and it's like you're trying. It feels like they're trying to get everybody on board into sort of this unite against the far right type thing uh-huh. and like what happens if you know for example there there needs to be some type of decision on immigration or there needs to be some type of decision on going to war with sure. china or russia and you have maybe reasonable people who otherwise might not be swept up into the oh yeah i'm just going to get thrown into the meat grinder for the globalist regime that actually do get thrown into the meat grinder for the globalist regime because there are people like this that have yeah. over time reduced the defenses because it's like, oh yeah, it seems like a reasonable thing that I should vote. It seems like a reasonable thing that I should vaccinate. It seems like a reasonable thing that, that, and then it just, you know, how far does it go? I'm not saying that, you know, these things are bad or wrong or whatever, but I'm just, when you start to consolidate so much of the country behind one or two figures or one or two uh, ideologies, it's like, man, I don't know if I want all of the NFL people and all of the Taylor Swift people to be on the same page. You know what I mean? That's, that sure. seems a little scary to me. 
Yeah. Especially if they're they're just screen says thing, I do thing. You know? I think um what 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 can what can be done? What we can be kill done? Taylor Swift. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. There will be <laughs> wars and famine and all this stuff. Like what can be done? We can't. You know, do nothing can be done. Yeah. It's um I, stop watching football. One of my um one of my basic principles of 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 world of polit of, of foreign policy. This is one of my basic mm -hmm. principles. Oh, is good. that the global economy is so tied that we don't really have to worry about war because people's unless unless all of a sudden unless there's like a particular country, island that has all of the semiconductor factories on it that is claimed to be belong to one nation but claims independence and the United States is squarely in the middle of that conflict. Yeah, unless that happens. Unless that happens, which it would never it would never happen. I don't I think that I, I don't think that uh so I think one one consequence of World War II was the realization that information wars sorry information and <laughs> intelligence was was a better yeah. was a better uh, a better Salutes battleground. all of the gay frog soldiers out there all the gay frogs are are saluting i i think that uh that's that's the turn of the of the turn of the century was that it's mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. actually just easier to build these massive brains and then you can just target you can just take out targeted you can just do targeted assassinations and then you're you're fine that was actually the plot of uh captain america winter soldier was uh they're building a machine to take out um mm -hmm. people that are labeled as threats i think that's why kennedy was killed because he was going to dismantle the cia and oh. they were like ah that's that's not that's not the direction we want to go in so let's get you out of here <laughs> So it's just, it's it's a little bit interesting. I it's all it's all kind of funny, but I just think it's um it feels it feels like a weird it's energy around always about it's always about money. It's always about money, totally. It's always and that's about what, money. This, this is my point. I think there's a weird energy around like sports this year because of the the betting phenomenon. Like mm. it feels yeah. like there is so much more like the the people who are into sports are just getting more and more into it because they're actually like gambling part of their part of their um possessions on yeah. on the outcome of these games and so it's so naturally like they're going to be more invested which makes them a higher value target for advertising and for marketing and for sending ideas to because if you just think about it if you're like trying to control the direction of america and you're thinking okay where am i going to point my energy okay there's 20 million people every week that are watching every single facet of this game because either they're looking at their fantasy player or they have a bet on the money line or they're trying to get mm -hmm. their parlay to pay out then it's like okay well how can i start to subtly message these people who are intentionally watching every single aspect of every single game on Sunday, on Monday night, on Thursday night. Mm. Like, how can I, how can I take advantage of this? You know? And it's like, I don't think enjoying sports is bad, but I do think that there is like a really crazy, I, I, it just feels like an energy. Like, I don't really know how to describe no, it. I think, it. it I, think like that, I think you're getting more into it than they have been. 
yeah it, no it makes sense it makes sense that like i mean the the sunday ritual we've talked about this on, on our we have show totally ago, about yeah. how like the sunday ritual of a, of a of football is very is very sacred mm-hmm. in our culture and money is like the the idol of america is wealth that's just yes. what it, it is we're right. not we're not romans we don't really care about honor god knows we don't care about honor mm-hmm. we don't really care about power Mm-hmm. really you know unless it gets us gets us money um money is the thing right money is the big is the big idol and so like tying people's wallets to uh an entertainment event which really can only happen in sports is a great move because it's mm-hmm. the thing that they worship and work really hard for and mm-hmm. so they're obviously going to be invested and yeah i think I mean, yeah, the, the, the Eras tour is even was even kind of gambling, right? Like there was, you know, randomization and who mm-hmm. knew that people like it's just it's it's um it makes sense. I get it. It's a it's a big it's a big play. I think people are taking people who are smart would take advantage of um would take advantage of it. I think Pfizer as a company would be stupid not to take advantage oh, of the fact that getting totally. getting vaccinated yeah. is now like a moral um mm-hmm. Like we, who, who ever got flu shots? Like I didn't maybe once in a while, it was never, it it was like, I see the signs and I go like, Oh yeah, I guess it is flu season. And then I just wouldn't get the flu. It was never like a, yeah, I don't think I ever got the flu. Like the one time I got sick was the year that I did get the shot. So yeah. Cringe. I know. And then, so, but now it's like, you know, you got to get the flu shot. It's really important. And now it's like a very, a very moral thing. And mm-hmm. I think that a, a, a pharmaceutical company that makes vaccines would be stupid not to capitalize on because now they're doing like they're doing got milk ads, but with vaccines, you know, they're getting yeah. the famous people with the <laughs> bandaid on. It's genius. It's marketing yeah. genius. It's it really genius. is. It's very smart. But the got milk ads, same thing. It was a a moral thing. You should drink milk. It's good for you. Mm-hmm. And that attitude, that message was brought on by a political and economic problem. We have too much milk and the government is subsidizing us to stop making it. And so we need to somehow increase the demand. And that's how, that's why milk was more available in school than water, by the way. But like, this is not sinister. It wasn't planned. It's just, here's an opportunity. Let's exploit it. Here you go. And yeah, and well, I think there is, I, I, it's not sinister, but at a certain point, there's only so much exploiting that various companies and corporations and individuals can do before, like exploitation is not a positive thing, you know, yeah. like, yeah. so it's like, yes, they might not be plotting world domination and like eating babies in their offices mm-hmm. as they plan these things. But I still think it's bad to sure. do it you know sure yeah i think that i think that what we could um what we could stand to educate kids in schools and teach our children and also keep an eye out for ourselves is like just be just understand human nature a bit more i was reading father yeah. brown and i've been on a chesterton kick i'm I want, mm. one of my goals is i want to get through all of chesterton so that i can become as insufferable as possible God. um <laughs> you really you are on a war path to make my life difficult I think. <laughs> hey, Ethan, what if we, <laughs> what if we bifurcated our podcast business into three separate businesses? And also I'm going to write a Bible now. And also I'm going to write a breviary now. And also I'm going to. <laughs> uh... <laughs>
Listen, this is not the business cast. People pay good money for this. Content I know. If you want to hear more about that, it's patreon.com. Uh, so it's, uh, there's, there's a, um, there's a story where father Brown is kind of sitting on a terrace with, with, uh, with an interviewer from America. And the interviewer is mm. like, people in America want to know how do you solve your cases because you seem to be so good at it. And he says, well, simple. Uh, I killed them. <laughs> I killed all those people. That's how I was able to, uh, <laughs> to figure out who did it. That's and funny. I was like, see, Justin's funny. All right. Listen. He's a funny guy. That's hilarious. I never said that he wasn't. And, and he goes, what do you mean? And father Brown goes, I see you've misunderstood me. Uh, <laughs> as if like, no, as if someone would understand him immediately. He was like, what I, what I understand them because I am a murderer myself. Like I under, I, I understand the desire and I understand my own sinful inclinations that would lead me to make XYZ decision in this instance. And when I see someone who's innocent, I go, that person, I can't see myself in that person's shoes killing someone. Um, he goes, they're probably innocent. He looks for another person. Oh, I could see myself killing someone in that person's shoes. Okay, they're probably guilty. And he's right. And then he looks for like, you know, subtle clues and all this stuff. Father Brown is inductive reasoning, much less so than Sherlock Holmes, who is deductive reasoning. Mm. Uh, Father Brown is like, it's unlikely that someone would do this, therefore this, probably this. Or he'd be like, oh, like that person probably stuck their head out the window because they heard the gunshot and that's how they got hung on a string. Um, anyway, I bring that up because we could all stand to think about people that way, especially politicians is not studying them like scientists from outside. That was, that was Justin's point. He was like, people study criminals as if they're some kind of different animal than us. But Father Brown studies them as if they are him. And so like politicians, I think we would, we would stand to benefit if we studied them, not as if they were separate entities, but as if they were people like us in that same exact situation. Because then we could probably figure out not only motives, but like we could probably predict future actions. You know, it's like, oh, well, yeah, if I were if I were a pharmaceutical company and or I'll, I'll bring it back to this point, right? If I were a Republican senator and I were wrestling with the implications of the Enlightenment and the implications of the Enlightenment led me to think, oh, wow, maybe individual liberty uh, is not a great a foundational principle. Um, I would ignore that because I built my entire career on talking about how individual individual liberty is important. And if I if I speak against individual liberty, I'll get booted out of office and my family will be hungry. That doesn't surprise me. You know, um, that's like a good, that's a good way to look at politicians. You were, you know, Aaron Sorkin or whoever the football player is. Who's the football player that's dating Taylor Swift? Aaron Sorkin. Uh, you're thinking of Aaron Hernandez. Oh, okay. Yeah. Is that who's dating Taylor Swift? No, Aaron Hernandez took a gun to the NFL facility that he was a player right. at and killed people. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. So uh, hold on. Travis Kelsey is his name. Nah, I was way off. Yeah. So uh yeah, like Travis Kelsey, apparently, is um, you know, I can understand why he would, you know, do an ad with Pfizer, be paid a lot of money. Like I get that. I get that. You know, I don't it's not surprising. I guess I, I agree with you. My my only caveat is like I'm not surprised. <laughs> yeah. No, it's not meant to be surprising. It's just uh, when it when it's all slop, sometimes you have to stop and like be like, okay, where is the slop coming from? It's like the mm. in Snowpiercer, 
You ever seen Snowpiercer? Oh, I have. Which really? one, the TV show or the movie? The movie. Oh, yeah, I've seen the movie. The Snowpiercer, a.k.a. the most on-the-nose allegory film that's ever been made. <laughs> but it does. there is an interesting... The one thing I want to say is the food that they eat at the back of the train, they move forward to the front of the train and they find out that it's made of bugs, you know, and it's like they've been eating bugs this whole time. And it's like, you knew it was bad. Like you always knew it wasn't good, but then you see the machine that's like making it and you're like, oh, this is even more disgusting than I like ever thought possible. Yeah. It's like, you know, you're eating bars of gelatinous sludge. Um and so sometimes it's good to be like, okay, those bars of gelatinous sludge that you're eating, aka the NFL football product, is not isn't is even worse than you think it is. And uh, yeah, yeah, that's that is good because it should either black pill you or white pill you, and you just got to pick white which. Pill. Hopefully, white pill. Please don't get black pilled by any of this stuff. All right, we got to do a dating podcast. Um, yeah, we do. This is this has been the Crunch Catholic Podcast where we sometimes talk about the church and uh catholicism but most of the time we talk about conspiracy theories and patrick's book that he read this week ethan's like ethan's like i'm like i'm trying to make my way through all of GE test and ethan's like i'm trying to make my way through every schizo twitter post i see that's because it's oh it's so much more interesting if gk chesterton was alive today he would be a schizo poster that Prove is true wrong that is true gk yes. chesterton he he was he was very like anti him and C.S. Lewis. They're so big on like symbolism and understanding symbols, and our world is so full of symbols that are opposing God. They would be like, "Oh, this is so." G.K. Chesterton. C.S. Like, Lewis like, wrote a book about a bureaucracy that was trying to worship Satan. He yes. would definitely have been a schizo poster. He would do great. They would be C.S. Lewis. G.K. Chesterton would be like, went to the Beyonce concert last night. Have some thoughts. Forty five posts later about why Beyonce is <laughs> sold her soul to the devil. Um, <clears throat> anyway, you can subscribe to our show on Patreon if you like what we do uh, and you want an extra bonus podcast every week. Ten dollars a month. Patreon.com slash the crunch. It really helps us out. Uh, we are trying to build Patrick a set. We're trying to get dedicated internet for the podcast here. Uh, and there's a lot of other things going on. So if you want to continue to support the show, listening is great. But uh, patreon.com slash the crunch is the place to be. It is indeed. We would love that. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? For $15 a month, I will send you a bar of my own gelatinous sludge. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you and we'll see you. Next time. <laughs> Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.